The summary of the Parsha Shlach Sicha, the fifth one in volume 18, that the Rebbe spoke as a, as a talk to the girls that were graduating Beisrifka and also to the counselors that were going to Kemp Amuna and to Pardes Chana. And also a continuation and connected to the talk, to this talk that he spoke to, then to the girls, the Rebbe also spoke about this, the next Shabbos in Parshas Shlach of 1976. And over there, the Rebbe explains the following. In the Parsha, it says that the Reishis Arisei Seichem, the beginning of the batch that of dough that a person is going to make, Chala of Chala, Terimu Truma, you should give Truma from it, you should give a donation, a gift of this, like the, the gift that you would give from the threshing floor. In other words, like the grains. So too, you should give this, uh, the, this amount. So Rashi points out, when it says like the threshing floor, what it's trying to tell you is just like by the grains, by the threshing floor, there's no minimal amount. There's no amount. They're same to here. You could give any amount. So what? how much challah should you give? Any amount. And also, it's trying to teach you that it's not like tithing. Tithing also has an amount. There's a 10%, the levy gives to the coin, and so on. So there's no amounts here. You just have to give from the beginning of your batch. But the sages did give an amount. They said that for a homeowner, you should give one of 24th. That's how much you should, you should be giving as your challah. And for a baker, it should be one of 48th. So the Rebbe asks six questions on this. Number one, Rashi's always here only to help us understand Pshutu Shalmikra. That's it. So why does Rashi have to give me any amounts here at all? And even if Rashi wants to add the words, number two, even if Rashi wants to add that the sages did give an amount, that could have been enough. Why does he actually have to specify what the amounts is that the sages are giving me? Number three, if he's going to tell me the amounts of what the sages said, he says both amounts of a homeowner and a baker. Just tell me the amount for the homeowner. That's the most relevant because the homeowners are the ones that bake the most. The most. Why do you have to finish off and tell me also the baker's amount? One of 48. And number four, there's a contradiction. First, Rashi says there's no fixed amount. And then he tells you that the sages say an amount. That's a total contradiction. Number five, he says that the sages gave an amount. He should have said that amount, what the sages said, on the next verse where it says, Titnu, uh, titnu Lahashem Truma. And over there it says, Rashi says, that the amount is when you're giving this gift, it has to be a gift of substance, a Kedai Nesina has to have a substance there. So Rashi should have said the amounts over there, where he's, in the next verse, where he says there that it has to be an amount of substance. And number six, even if Rashi felt it necessary to yes to tell me the amounts, the measurements, he should have just said, he, when he said the amounts for a homeowner and for a baker, he should have told me the logical reason why this has this amount and that has that amount. Why did he just tell me the reason without tell, telling me the amount, without telling me the reasons? To understand all these six questions, Rebbe says it's all about one word. The verse says you should give the beginning of your needing. This chala thing you should give, you should give it to Hashem. What is this chala? So Rashi points out the chala actually means, he brings the old French word, tortel. Tortil, belaz, means a kachin. It means like a loaf. It means a real substance of something. 
So in other words, it's difficult to understand. The verse first says you should give challah, kitrumas great, and like the amount of the threshing floor, which we know has no fixed amount. While the verse itself says it has to be the amount of a challah. That's why Rashi is telling you that even though it doesn't seem like there's an amount, since the verse actually called that no amount a challah, that means there has to be some amount that makes it a substance like a loaf. And for that, the sages gave their amount. So in other words, when, the, when you're telling me, Turtil, you're telling me that challah is some kind of substance amount, obviously it means not crumbs. Now, to just so that answers that part, why he had to tell me some kind of measurement. But to say that the sages set an amount and don't specify what the sages amount also will be difficult. Because when you say challah, it's not enough to tell me that, that it's a loaf. Because the loaf itself has no amounts. I wouldn't know what the amount is. So the accomplishment of the chachamim is to tell me that there is a fixed amount that's here. Because otherwise, I would think it's the same challah amount like any other kind of karbanos. Like you have the carbon mincha. Right? He brings that in a footnote there. Like, or carbon taida. Carbon taida has 40 challahs. Each challah is the shear of an isarn, which is 43 uh, eggs at a fifth. So you would think that this challah may be that same amount. So Rashi comes to tell you, no, over here, it doesn't mean a fixed amount. It means it's relative to the kind of size challahs here. If you're a homeowner, and not like the Sifri, actually, he brings down, he explains it like this, that the challahs of a homeowner are always bigger in size because you're making it for you and your household. So you're making them, you know, comfortable sizes and stuff. So therefore, your amount of challah that you have to give off, your portion that you have to take off is going to be one of 24th, which is a more of a substance. But the baker, who he makes all kinds of sizes challahs, he made two things. First of all, he makes even smaller houses he makes also for poor people. And in addition to that, he also only gets his sustenance for his livelihood after all expenses are paid off for the wood, the flour, and, and etc. So therefore, for him to be able to emphasize the idea of the mitzvah challah, for him he could do it on a smaller amount because he also makes all kinds of smaller challahs. So now we understand why Rashi has to bring down both measurements, not just enough to say Chacham say that there's an amount. He has to actually specify the difference for a house owner and for a baker because it makes a difference on the size. That's number one. Number two, Rashi, Rashi, if he would only bring down the amount, he has to tell you both amounts also. Why? The second logic or answer is like this. Since Rashi said before, how much, in an earlier verse, Rashi said, how much is the amount of challah? He said, it's just like a oimer lagogelis. By the man, everybody got an oimer for every head. Every person got an oimer. How much is an oimer? Rashi pointed out. 43 eggs and a fifth. Okay, we learned this out that a hen egg size is a size we already learned this in Parsha Shemini when it came comes to how much is the size of a, a some substance that's called achila tumas eichlin. He said it has to be the hen's egg because that's the size that you could swallow in one swallow. So that's which and how much is that this, this egg size? This is so this is how much? So that's what we know is the size of forty three eggs. And a fifth. So when you say that Rashi tells you, if he would only tell you that a house owner gives one of 24th, I would think that according to the Chachamim, they say that how much is a real substance amount? It's only exactly like the size of an egg. So it will be a contradiction to what they say many places that things are only exactly like an egg. But if you say it's one of 24, and so one of 24 of 43 and a fifth is 1.8. 
which means it's more than the size of an egg. Therefore, Rashi, t- so you would think it's a contradiction to other measurements where they said it's exactly like the size of one egg, not 1.8. Therefore, Rashi adds the second measurement that for a baker it's one of 48 to tell you that no over here it can be even smaller than an egg because one of 48 is much smaller than the size of one egg one forty-eighth of four of 43 eggs and a fifth is going to be smaller than one size of a beta to, to show you that the chachamim here are telling you that over here it does not need to be exactly the size of a egg then he goes into a contradiction that the commentaries bring down between the first Rashi of verse 20 and verse 21. On one hand, he says there's no measurement. Then he says it has to be the size of, of a substance. And he brings down three different opinions. But in short, the Naida Behuda's answer that he brings is that there's two things. One thing is by giving any amount, you're taking the food, which is technically forbidden. It is forbidden to eat. It's called Tevel. And by giving a challah off it, you're now taking it out of its forbidden stage. And for that, there's enough any amount. The second point is giving it over to a coin. Giving it over to a coin, for that, there's going to be specific amount. For a homeowner, one in 24th. For a baker, one in 48th. Okay, Rashi himself is not compelled to, doesn't see this as a condition. The Rebbe doesn't see the Rashi as a contradiction here to begin with, as all these commentaries go and try to explain. Because the Rebbe says Rashi is basing his thing on the idea that there's the word chala. And because it says challah, which is a turtle, which is a loaf, there has to be a substance amount or automatically right away. So even though there's no fixed amount, there's going to be an amount that's relative for the size of a challah. Now, what's the yeinah shal This is the, specifically the sicha that he speaks there to the girls. What is the wine of the Torah that's in the Rashi here? The Medr says, why is the Parsha of challah connected right next to the parsha about uh, wh- idol worship, because whoever fulfills idol wor- a challah, the mitzvah of challah is nullifying that idol worship, and whoever desecrates it does not do the mitzvah of challah, it's as if you're giving status to an idol worship. Seemingly, what's the connection between the two? By one uh, a batch of, of dough, that's going to make a difference to the, to the fundamental ideas of faith and existence of God over uh, from, uh, against idol worship. So the Rebbe basically explains that what does it mean idol worship? Idol worship basically means that I'm giving status, I'm saying that something is a real, a true existence in this world and not Hashem. But here, by giving challah, what you're doing is you're saying that the first piece of the dough I'm taking off in order to show that everything that I have, even though it looks exactly the way a non-Jew has it, because you have flour, you have he, he, you have to plow for the flour, he has to plow. You sow, harvest all the stages for the bread, the guy has to do it too. So by guy does it, the guy does what he does, that's his thing. But for a yid, you have to know that everything that you have is not based on laws of nature. Even though it seems like it started, maybe after that it, it's all you. Even that is called idol worship. To remember, by the first portion you give it away to Hashem, showing that everything I have really is Hashem. And Hashem is the one who he gives you the kayach and the he's the one that makes you rich. And even more, every single day Hashem renews everything. So if you think that this right now is not renewed every day, that's a form of idol worship. And that's the sin of Avedazara, even in Nigla, that you give status to something, to the stars, to the zodiacs, and so on. Once you realize, you say that's something that's of substance, of real, that it has its own powers, that's called idol worship. You have to remember that all these stars and zodiacs, everything are all just like 
an axe in the hand of the woodchopper. That's it. It's all the messengers that Hashem uses to be able to do what He wants to do in this world. So by French separating the challah, you're separating this idea and you're emphasizing this idea. And this also makes a difference of the amounts of the challah. Because when it comes to Avodah Zarah, to idol worship, even the smallest amount is already Avodah Zarah. When it comes to challah, even the smallest amount is counted as challah. That's why he's telling you that that's the amount. On the other hand, when you need to, when you realize that there's also the sun, Avodah started with the sun and the moon and, and, and so on and making bricks and so on. So same thing in Mitzvah Chala. It starts like with not a little bit. Then the Chacham said, we have to have a shir. Because in the essence of a, of a person, of a Yid, it, you have the Amuna. And once you lose the Amuna, even if you forget the shaygig to do the challah. Why do you forget? That's also an avayizar because that means it's not right in front of your face. It's not there in a revealed way. That's how it's possible to forget. So the chachamim, who are the seichel, the chacham of it, they help us to understand, to constantly remember that Hashem is always there and that everything is only because of Hashem and He's the true Enen Mavadi. As it's explained in Hasidus, that there's a difference of a balesek, of a businessman that sees Hashkach HaPratis through his workday and so too and to the person, or contrary to the person who's the learning person who doesn't see this. So too he says, the balabas that's in his house, it means that he's like the person who is the, like the Yoshevail. He's sitting in his house baking, or she is, she's baking, everything's brought to you. You don't know where everything came from. You're not involved with all the details of how it comes in the fields, the farmings, and so on. Therefore, for you, that's enough to give away a smaller amount. One of 24th is going to satisfy the amount, just not to forget that everything really comes from Hashem. But the baker who goes out into the field and he goes out into the parnasa. it's possible for him more to forget that it all comes from Hashem and he can maybe think that it's all from him. So he has to give a bigger amount in order to remember this. And as the Rebbe also brings down there in that sicha, that you have to teach this idea in camps, the girls and the boys have to teach us in the camps, whether you come from Beis Rivka or from Beis Yaakov, he even mentions there, you have to teach these ideas that everything comes from Hashem and that's the main point of doing challah and the mitzvah separating for your portion for challah.